Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Uh, well, we're still absolutely basking uh, in the afterglow of what Melbourne were able to achieve, breaking that 57-year drought on Saturday night against the Western Bulldogs. And last week, uh, we spoke to a man who played in that 1964 premiership in just his sixth game. And I thought, well, we have to check in with Frank Davis again and see how he experienced the night, to see how he felt and his family felt. Uh, and he's been good enough to jump on the line with us. Frank, hello to you. How are you, Sam? Lovely to be to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I'm wrapped to have you back. Um, let's just jump straight in. How was that? Oh, yeah. Look at they. Uh, I mean, they were capable. I thought they were capable of something like that. I mean, I didn't expect that margin, but I thought their um, their lead up form and uh, was um, if they played at their best, I thought they'd probably win it. To be truthful, yeah. Where were you watching, Frank? How did you spend the night? Well, uh, I watched it from home. Uh, as, as you know, most people watched it from, I would say. Um, yeah, my wife and my daughter, one of my daughters watched it here. I had another daughter who wouldn't come here. She was, she could have come here, but she said that she she hadn't, uh, all the other games at Melbourne had won in the lead-up, that she wasn't here, so she'd stay away and make sure that she, uh, she didn't... Um, she didn't, you know, put the moz on them. And my uh, other son, he's at, uh, he was in Reservoir and uh, he was looking after his two kids. And uh, although the kids weren't watching the game because it was a bit late for them, but no, uh, they were over there and uh, he, he broke the news to his uh, to little boy, uh, little boy Billy, who's six and a Melbourne supporter. And Pearl, who's a three, three-year-old, who's a Melbourne supporter. Not that they were that much into it, but... Uh, they uh, they were happy that with uh, the demons that were able to win it. And how did you find the game, Frank? You would have been absolutely wrapped at quarter time, <laughs> and then how were the nerves about halfway through the, the third quarter when you're 19 points down? Yeah, well, I just thought that it, it became a bit of a you know after half time. I mean, they kicked a couple of you know quick goals. I think after, straight after half time, and that gave them a, a 19 point lead. But I thought that sort of was caused by the fact that the game was sort of They'd closed the game up a bit, and um, you know Melbourne sort of uh, was sort of handball here, handball there, and hoped somebody had got it. But I think once they got it, started getting it out of the middle, um, and when they then sort of turned around and kicked, uh, you know, got goals in the middle of the quarter there, two or three in a row, Chris kicked two in about a minute or something like that. So um, then I thought, well, you know, they're back on track here, and. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens from there. But, you know, with a four-goal lead at three-quarter time, the way they were playing, I thought, well, you know, it'll take a good effort from the doggies to uh, to bring them back and and, uh, and win the game. But uh, as we know, they kicked, kicked uh, seven in the last quarter and uh, or whatever they kicked, seven or eight or nine in the last quarter, I think it was, and that was the end of it. When did you know? 
when did I know that they'd won it? Yep. Oh, I reckon probably uh, 10 minutes into the last quarter. Um, I thought, you know, it's uh, going to take a... Well, it'll take a supreme effort from Footscray to win it, and it'll take a, an awfully poor effort from Melbourne to lose it. So I think once they got to that stage, and with their with their dominance around the centre and that sort of thing, I thought, well, this is, you know, I think they're uh, they're going to break the drought. How were you feeling when when you when you knew that in your own mind? Uh, what what were what were some of the emotions and thoughts that you were sort of having watching it unfold? Well, I think it was a. Um, I think it was just one of relief that, you know, the uh, the tide had gone in their favour, that, you know, it had been so long since they'd won one, um, that, you know, with uh, the way they the way they were playing and the way they were playing for each other and that sort of thing, you know, I thought, well, I think we're, uh, you know, we're going to win this one and that's the way it turned out. Do you, have you, have you gone back and watched it again, Frank? Yeah, I watched it, yeah, I watched it twice, yeah. Uh, what stood I mean, out to you? It, it, Oh, I just, I just think with you know their uh, their midfield um, control of the game. I think once once they get it out into the open, you know, they're, they're players like you know Petrarca and Oliver and Langdon on the wing with his pace and that sort of thing, and and Harms when he come off the halfback flank there at that stage in the third quarter and and set that one up for Fritz to kick. I thought you know just at their skills. And uh, they were just probably at that stage a bit more hungry to win the game because uh, they, they could see, I think, that it was there for them to win if they wanted to win it. And, uh, and I went on with the job. Do, when when you're watching, Frank, do you and you're seeing, you know, Petrarca in the number five having an influence and having moments, does your mind go back to Neil Crompton when, you know, it was his goal <laughs> that saved it for you in 64? And when you see Bailey Fritch in the number 31, do, do you think about Barras and his influence over the club in, in your time there? Do you, do you sort of jump back and forth a little bit and reminisce in those moments? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, I thought it was interesting, you know, that with the number five that that uh, Frog kicked a goal that, uh, in 64 that won it for him and, the Tarka played that well that he won the Norm Smith medal wearing the number five. So, so that was interesting. Um, I did actually in the lead, in the week leading up to the game, I sort of uh, had the numbers of all the guys who played in '64 against all the guys who were playing on the weekend. I think they don't they don't all match up, but there was a few that uh, you know that sort of matched up with the guys who played in '64 um, that were you know that played on Saturday. Um, you know, like Gordy Eleven was the same as Tony Anderson, and uh, uh, I think Sparrow was 32, and it was Barry Vag's number, and uh, you know Lever was eight, so was Tazzy Johnson. So you can you go through that, and you find a few, you know if you I didn't find a number 40 out there, mate, unfortunately, but uh, and now we'll look for that one next year. No, uh, Kai DeClace uh, in your number 40, but um, yep. Uh, uh, and I suppose the the, the the part that is eerily similar to you, though, whilst, whilst not wearing the number 40, but you must have had a bit of a soft spot for Jake Bowie. He's played in the grand final in just his seventh game. You did it in just your sixth game. Did you did you, um, did you you find that there was a, a nice connection there for you? Oh, yeah, I, I think so. I, I mean, I, you, you know, if, you, if you go back and look at their, uh, you know, their, uh, their side, I mean, a lot of guys in that side that have, only played, you know, uh, probably, oh, I don't know, 
somewhere under 50 games that were, that were playing. There's probably four or five of them there, and, and, and Jake was one of them. He's with only seven. I mean, he, he didn't look out of place, so... I think that's one of their uh, one of the you know one of the reasons they were able to do it. You know, you got a Luke Jackson who's who stepped up and did all right, and Sparrow and and Rivers and these guys that haven't played probably what you would consider heaps of football for the club at the moment. But they're all good. They all good contributors on the night. So uh, that made it uh, yeah, that, that made it special, I think, because they got a lot to look forward to. Uh, and incidentally, um, Jake hasn't actually played in a loss yet. You had played in one loss, and weirdly enough, that was against Footscray, um, Footscray in, yeah. in your yeah. lead-up to that 1964 flag. Um, what When you were watching the celebration and the cup get handed over and you know watching them out on the ground, um, what were you feeling, especially listening to the interviews? I was struck by the humility of them, and I meant, made the point last night, Frank, that to me, they just refuse to be defined by the sad stories of the past. They refuse to want to be another cautionary tale in Melbourne's history. They refuse to want to be another footnote. They didn't want to be defined by the events that had led up to that, but they really were defined by the people that had led them up to that point. And you heard Max reference it, um, and, and a lot of the other players mentioned the significant people from the past. Uh, how did you feel watching them accept the honour? Oh look, I think I think it was great for him. I think it's, you know, I just wish it would had been like that in our day. You know, whether we, you know, where we could have got up on the, you know, on the dais and got a medal and and that sort of thing, and uh, you could have, uh, you know, you appreciate all the efforts of all the people. But you know, obviously, it didn't happen back in those days. But it's a lot better for these. What did these happen? Guys these days. Well, I mean, all that happened in '64 was, you know, they brought a dais out and then they brought the cup out and. Uh, and uh, you know the two captains got up on the on the dais and uh, they presented the cup and that was it sort of thing. You know there was there was nothing. Uh, I think we might have done a lap of the ground, but I, I mean I can't remember that. But I think we might have done a lap of the ground, but that was about it. You know, um, like in uh, you know Sunday morning, I don't even know what happened then. Whether we had a you know a celebratory drink after that, but I know that I was at work on Monday. So <laughs> were you really? What, what were you doing back then? I was a, I was a uh, teacher, printer, printer at that stage. I know the yeah, printer, in the, yeah. In the printing game. And, and they couldn't uh, give you the Monday yeah. off after winning a premiership. Uh, well, well I, I don't think there was anything organised. So unless you organise it yourself, um, you know, it was just, you know, we'll, uh, you know, we'll see us at some stage. So uh, we went. But I, as I said, there could have been things on. But as I said, I don't have the memory of that, those sort of things. Would you be keen to go when they can come back to Melbourne and have everybody together? If there's a function there, would you would you love to get down there and spend some time with with some of the players? Maybe bring your own, bring your medal and trade some stories. <laughs> oh, we we could do that. You know, I think you just we've got to see what happens. You know, in terms of where do we get out of this lockdown situation for something like that to happen? I think mainly, I think it should be for the supporters. I think the people that have stuck through thick and thin and all the rubbishing they cop every, you know, in the middle of the year all the time and uh, that, you know, that the club, the, the players have played for them and they've won it for them and, uh, yeah, I just think it's... I, from Personally, myself, I think if, from my point of view, I think it's more as, a, you know, the, the loyal people that have hung on and hung on and hung mm. on for so many years that, that deserve to be, you know, deserve to be able to talk to the players and you know, mingle with the players and that sort of thing. But if they have a, 
if they had something, you know, for, you know, past premiership players, well, that'd be fine. Now, Frank Davis, you told me no on certain terms last week that the, you don't buy in to the curse of Norm Smith. But 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 when right. you saw the dogs come back and you were 19 points down, uh, but did, did you start to maybe think, oh, geez, maybe there is something happening here? <laughs> no, nah, not really. No, no fair no, enough. I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't believe in that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just um, thought if they, you know, if they get back into it, I, I thought like four goals in today's football. Why they play football today? Four goals isn't much at all. I think no. you can you can wipe that out pretty quickly if you get it. You know, like if you get down the middle four times in a row, and you're a good side, you're likely to kick four goals. So uh, I thought this if they could just steady it into the steady it in the middle. Uh, work, work it away out of there and get it down there, then the guys down there will do the job. It was quite eerie, though, Frank, that it was 57 years and, and Norm, unfortunately, left us at the age of 57. That was pointed out to me by the superstitious amongst the Melbourne faithful. But lastly, what does it mean, do you think, Frank? Um, you know, how significant is this? Uh, what does it mean to you and what do you think it means to the greater uh, Melbourne football club community? Well, I think the, I think now that the club has got something to look forward to in the future. I, you know, you would, you would, you would like to think that they could win another one within the next three years or something like that, but they might be able to, might be able to do that. Mm. But I think it's given, you know, the people that support the club, uh, that, you know, pay their money every, it's given, and now given them something that they can look forward to over the summer. And when the club comes back next year to start the next season, that, uh, you know that they pop, they should be able to be in a position where, you know, they're going to be some. They're going to be in the top, you know, top five or six right throughout the year. And you know, whether they finish in the top four, well, that's up to them. But they're not going to be. Uh, they're not going to be worrying about who they have to beat or who might beat them or what might happen. I think they'll they'll travel. You know, travel interstate with a bit more confidence if it gets back to that sort of thing. Um, and they're, they're going to be the hunted now instead of you know being the hunter. They're going to be the hunted. So uh, yeah, that's everybody all sort of uh, try and uh, emulate what they've been doing. And uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a matter now that the guys that are there, that the money you know that have been there for short term, can uh, you know can take another step and. Uh, Make him, uh, make him a better side next year. Uh, and lastly, Frank, I don't, I know there's a, a past players WhatsApp group. I don't know if you're a WhatsApp user, but are you in that, or, or did you get to speak to any of your the, the former teammates that are still with us after the win? Have you had any contact? No, not really. No, I'm not a WhatsApp man. Um, I mean, I was thinking, I was just thinking of that when it was when I was off, and then I thought I, I couldn't think if I was trying to prepare for a grand final, I just couldn't think of anything more. Off putting and you know, getting messages from former players telling me you know this is that and all the rest of it. So I didn't get involved. I mean, they you know, obviously didn't need me to tell them what to do and what not to do. So uh, yeah, no, I just let them concentrate on their own uh, their own game and. That's how it turned out. Oh, that's brilliant. Hey, Frank, thanks so much for sharing it with us. It was wonderful to go down memory lane with you last week, and I was wrapped to be able to have a chat to you again tonight. Thanks so much. No worries, Sam. Anytime. Appreciate it. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.